Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Truly, before now, I didn't really know what actually a mouthpiece was designed for other than to keep you from clinking your teeth together or biting your tongue. I had no idea that it was to align your jaw. The season that we did not use a Power Plus, we lost four kids, um, two that were season-ending um, concussions. And, you know, obviously um, we contributed to the Power Plus mouth guard because, like I said, we've not had one since we've, you know, been using them. Obviously, we've competed a lot better than what we did um, last year. We have not had a concussion um, this season. Obviously a tremendous factor for us for not losing kids and their performance level is a lot higher as well. My son was actually the quarterback on the second state championship team, but one of the things that, that he was able to do as being the quarterback, um, the mouth guard was on the lower part of his uh, bite, so he was able to speak clearly. Um, and that's a huge thing in, in athletics is to be able to communicate. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority.
The Northeast Texas Sports Network is dedicated on delivering the most entertaining sports broadcasts in East Texas. And if you're interested in having your next sporting event stream live, visit us online at netsn.live. Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of the Beast from the East show. It's your boy, Brett Swinney here. Alongside of me is Coach Jeremy Hubbard. And Coach, it feels a little empty in here today. You know, there's a lot more room on the screen, uh, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but hey, whether it's one of us or 10 of us, we'll get it done. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it had anything to do with our, our great success in the pick last week, and maybe they're just intimidated. You know, I'm pretty pumped up that I went 10-0 and 0 last week. I, I didn't know. I mean, honestly, I went 5-5 five and five in week one, Brett. I was thinking maybe I should give up picking games. <laughs> I wake up Saturday morning, I've gone 10-0. and 0. I honestly didn't even know it until I woke up Saturday morning. I was like, hey, it's pretty good so maybe maybe they're scared i don't know Corey and and vince and ko and those guys they like to hang out at the bottom uh me you and and i guess our our man brandon ogden he's hanging out near the top with us i think but uh i don't know maybe it's and he had a really he actually had a tough week man i actually passed him up uh uh i'm ahead of old old brandon ogden now so i'm feeling pretty good about where i'm standing well it's gonna it may change this week (laughs) it may change this week there's some tough ones on the schedule this week Yes, yeah, some good matchups. When that when they're tough ones, that usually means there's good games, though. You, you know, just obviously the easier the pick, it's uh, maybe not the quality games. But there's a lot of great quality games this week. You know, and I think that's important that you can have a lot of good. You know, when you look at the at the games on our pick them this week, it maybe doesn't have the star power that last week had. You know, it had the Gilmers and the Chapel Hills and those schools last week, and so we don't have that in terms of. Um, I guess the the top end, but they're going to be really competitive. There's a lot of really good competitive games. That's a great point that you make that, you know, you don't have to have the top dogs for it to be a great game. And I think there's, of the 10 games on our list, I would say, Brett, that, you know, at least eight, if not nine of them, and maybe even all 10, are are one to two score games potentially. Yeah, yeah, so some good ones. Let's uh, let's start with game one and someone that that they just schedule uh, tough, uh, Jeremy, is – Timson's not scared of anybody. And this game with, with Dangerfield this week, I would say maybe without Terry Bussey, they may be out-athleted for the first time this season. Uh, what do you think about that? No, you're right. I, I think that, you know, there's so many things about this game. You're right. The schedule that Timson's willing to go out and play, credit to those guys for doing that. And they're doing it without Bussey. You know, like when you look at the two games so far, they're averaging 50 points a game um, without – arguably the best player in the state at that classification or, you know, maybe any classification, honestly, he's a five-star athlete. They're only giving up 21 points a game. They gave up 13 the first week. And I think they gave up, you know, 29 or so last week to, to get to that number. But, but you're right with Dangerfield now with Hampton and some of those other guys, like there's going to be so much speed on the field Friday. It's a game. Honestly, I wish that I could find a way to get a copy of <laughs> to watch later on because it's going to be so good. I still think Timson is going to, I think Timpson's going to win the game, Brett. And Howard is playing well, but also the, the guy, I can't remember his name, it's, it's escaping. Kidney, Gardner. Yeah, Gardner, who stepped in at quarterback, has just been phenomenal. And um, I think that uh, as, as talented as Dangerfield is, we've kind of had this conversation the last few weeks about them. Can they put it together? And, they, and they've had a couple of good wins too, right? I mean, they, they've, they beat Tatum. Um, so, you know. I'm curious to see how it plans out, but I think it, you know, picking this game, putting my 10 game win streak on the line, I'm going to go with Timson in the, to get the win. Yeah. I, I don't know how you can pick against Timson at this point. I, I, I'm not either. I'm going with Timson as well. And 
honestly, it's because of what they've done without Bussy that's impressed me. I mean, if if I hadn't have seen what I saw and this was game one and you told me Bussy wasn't playing, mm, maybe I'd be yeah. a little bit more uh, cautious about picking him. I might go with Dangerfield, but I mean, they, it's not like they're beating, you know, podunk teams. I mean, Jefferson and and uh, Beckville, both really good teams. I, so I don't see any reason why they can't go out and beat Dangerfield this week. Yeah, and Jefferson's a team that, while they're not at Dangerfield's level, I don't think, they always have athletes. They're always a team you got to chase around. I think it was a good, uh, you know, getting what you got out of Beckville in week one, then you go to Jefferson. So you're ready. I don't, I don't know if you're completely ready for the speed, but I think you're ready for the speed to some extent. And, uh, man, even Dangerfield putting up a bunch of points. It, it's going to be kind of, you know, offense versus defense on both ends. Dangerfield's giving up a few more points a game, almost 30 a game, but uh, that they're scoring 43 and a half. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I, I literally think it could be a, you know, we could see what we saw at a center and Tatum a few weeks back where it could be 70-something to 60-something, vice versa, uh, you know, close to that. But I just I have – I'm with you. i got to give the edge to Timpson until – they prove or somebody proves that they're not as good as we think they are right now without Bussy. I think they need to move that game to Thursday night so we can go check that Ooh. one out. Man, what you talking about? I'd love that. That'd be great. But, you know, and that's the thing. Dangerfield has played Thursday nights the first two weeks, right? So mm-hmm. they've got a little bit extra rest right now. Another day, uh, the temperatures are going to scoot back up. Unfortunately, again, Friday night, we're going to be over 100 again. So uh, some of that stuff kind of comes into play uh, as we as we get to Friday. Well, we spoke about this team uh, when, in talking about Timson. In game two, we have Beckville and Harmony, two big names um, as far as statewide in East Texas. Um, you know, we, we kind of talked about how we thought Beckville might give Timson a better game that week one. Uh, and then they started off a little slow against Joaquin last week. We were able to to finally get it rolling and, and end up beating them pretty badly. But um, just checking that score early in the, in the night, I was like, wow, Beckville's just kind of, come out flat but then they were able to um kind of take that game over later in the in the game and, and beat a a good joaquin team um and then you got harmony which they took a loss early to hooks um it was a close game but they were able to bounce back last week with a win so right now i'm looking at the the 7 30 on a friday night the heat both teams are going to be good but Harmony's going to have more guys they, they they're a bigger school um i don't think beckville well, they're not going to fold. They're going to they're going to play hard, but I just think Harmony is going to outlast them and going to be able to take the win in that one. You know, we're trying to figure out right who are all these teams at this point in the year. They're they're we're, we're kind of getting a little uh, circus uh, action here with who's playing who. Uh, Beckville loses to Timpson in week one. Of course, we talked about Timpson. They beat Joaquin. Joaquin lost to Arp in week one. How good is Arp? How good is is Harmony? Harmony. Lost to Hooks, but then Harmony beat White Oak and Troop beat White Oak. So the, all these teams we're kind of trying to figure it out right now. And so I, when I look at all these things considered, you bring up a good point about just the numbers alone. Um, I just look at the two losses, and I just have a hard time picking against Harmony in this situation where they lost a tough game to Hooks in week one by four. They they dominated White Oak in week two. They're going to be uh, at home taking on a Beckville team who got blown out in week one on the road. Uh, they they win against Joaquin in week two, and I'm not I'm just not sure. I, Joaquin's kind of the X factor on this. How good is Joaquin really? Going into week one, going into week one, we had him. I don't know if they were in the they were in my top ten. A lot of people had him in their top tens going in East Texas. Then they lost to Art by two touchdowns, and then and then uh, so so I don't know. I, 
I'm going with Harmony also. I, I just have a hard time going against them with what they've done in two weeks as opposed to Beckville. Uh, but this is a game. I, I said early on, Beckville's got to prove some things, especially after the way week one went down. This is a win. If you can go on the road and beat Harmony, um, you know, now now they're back in that conversation of, okay, maybe week one was the exception and not the rule. And that's that's what you have to prove at this point. Yep, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I think – we're kind of both on the same track there. So, so far we're, uh, we're two for two there, Jeremy. Well, that's a good thing or a bad thing. We were all, we were, we were both together last week at a nine of the 10 game. So we'll see. Okay. So game three, Wascom, Sabine. Um, this is an interesting matchup. Sabine, uh, had another team that, that came out with a big win. Now, Here's what here's why I get, we get to talk about these games and how they match up. Okay, so so we know we know how we, good we think center is, right? So mm-hmm. center beat Spring Hill. I think it was like sixty something to twenty. So did Sabine. Yeah. So like if if you're going apples to apples, then Sabine is as good as center. And then as far as the score goes, now you don't know how the game went and all that, but it tells me that Sabine's pretty good. So and and that's the main reason why I'm going with Sabine over Wascom here. I, I just. That that impresses me that they're able to to beat a team like Spring Hill, which we know they're not always the best, but about the same as Center did. So I'm like, man, that to me that impresses me a little bit that they they were able to put a, a, a stomping on someone like another team that I consider one of the better teams in 4A in this area. Yeah, and I'm with you on Sabina winning the game. And for me, it's about the fact the the win is is important against Spring Hill. Um they're going to be at home, right? I think it, it, when all else fails, if you, if it's a toss-up, take the home team, right? And, and if it's a close one. Um, but, but the thing about we've, – we've talked about offenses like this before. Wascom and, and what they do offensively is going to be a little bit different than what Sabine sees week in and week out. How do your kids respond uh, during the week? And and the, the challenge to any kind of – I don't want to say um, – I don't want to say gimmick offense in a negative way. I don't mean it that way. But anytime a school or a team runs a gimmick offense, some coaches just can't figure it out. Even good coaches can't figure it out. And some some coaches of bad teams can figure it out. And that's why you see the score difference, right? So I'm going to go with Sabine. I think they're the better team. But I, once again, I think it's a close game. Because Wascom, as good as they've been over the last five, six, seven years, even longer, they have the athletes there. That's not going to change, right? Uh, but but will they get it right? I don't think they're a bad team at all, but I think Sabine at this point has to be the favorite on Friday. So I think I think uh, that game is in Wascom. I think the oh. left, I think the left side is the home side. I don't. I think that we need to that needs to be fixed. But I think the because you're you guys are at home. You're at the you're at the bottom. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so so let me back up. In a close game, take the away team. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm going Sabine because I, for all the reasons I just said, I think they're the better team at this point. Um, and uh, and I think that they will figure out a way to get it done. All right. That's game three. So uh, we'll move to game four. We've got Carlisle and Art. Now, this is an interesting one. Um, Troop went into Art, went to Carlisle last week and just donkey stomped Carlisle. I thought that game might have been a little closer. Um, I've been impressed with Art early. The They had a good win over Joaquin. Of course, Garrison just came in and, and beat him pretty good, but um, I think Garrison's better than maybe what we thought they were. For sure. Um, and, and uh, you know, that was one 
that I had to go against the ARP last week just because I, I just thought I had my feeling that Garrison at that first week, you beat anybody 70-something to zero, you're, you're a pretty good team. Um, and, you, and you as a coach know you don't play your first players the whole time. So usually <laughs> there's some extra points given up there at the end, but even that right. was that didn't happen. So um, I was disappointed in the, in the Carlisle score. I, I thought they might give Troop a better game. And I think ARP has, has, has improved this year. And I think for the sure fact that Schmicky's got them on a mission, I, I think they're going to go into Carlisle and beat and beat them. I, I'm going with ARP Tigers this week. So I, I'm with you. ARP's going to win the game. The Carlisle thing wasn't as much of a surprise to me last week as maybe it was to some people. We talked about this on the show last week. Just from a number standpoint, it's really tough for Carlisle to compete with with even Troop and ARP, who are not huge schools, but in comparison, they are. Um, and and I actually had ARP above Troop in my rankings last week. I, I think now, this week that won't be the case. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think that um, – I don't think the gap between Troop and ARP is huge, right? Um, and I, I just think that ARP is going to win the game because they they – First off, they've got a, a great combination at running back. Um, you know, they got a kid back from last year, then a kid that actually is from ARP but was with us at Brookhill for a couple of years and is now back at ARP and, and Case and Bergens, and they've got some other guys. I, I just think that um, – I think ARP just has the athletes. And you're right, Schminke has them going. I loved um, – somebody showed me his uh, interview on the field after the Joaquin game, and I didn't see that till this past week, but – just what you hear about that place, they love playing for Coach Schmincke. Those kids are fired up. I think that – I think they're going to have a great year overall, and they're going to win this one on Friday. All right. Uh, game five, Hooks-Winsboro. And this was a tough one right here for me. Um, I just – I look at both teams, and I look at what Winsboro is doing to people right now offensively. Yep. And can Hooks – counter that and i you know i know the hooks has played harmony and they beat them early um but i just i, I just feel like that that kyler finney is on a roll right now and in winsboro they're just going to be flinging the ball out all over the yard and, and hooks is just going to be trying to keep up i just don't think they can i'm going with winsboro in this game well we haven't talked about this we didn't this is not something that we've worked out i think winsboro is going to win the game too i think now they did we they did beat Harmony right, and we talked about Harmony a minute ago. I think Harmony's a good solid football team, but I I've been the, one of the few from the very beginning of the year that said Harmony, let's slow down a little bit and let's see what happens, right? Let's see how that plays out. Did they get hot last year or whatever? And I I still think the verdict's out on Harmony if that's the case or not. Um, and so you're right. You look at Hooks and they're two and zero, and you know, anytime you win a game, that's great. Kudos to them for being two and zero. It's hard to to go undefeated even through two weeks. But you're right. Kyler Finney is so good. Kyler Finney is so good. I, I've, I have sang the praises of, of Josh Finney before, too, the head coach. I think he does a great job there at Winsboro. And I just think they're, they're, they're not underrated by me. I had them in the top four or in, in my poll to start the year, and I will, will keep them there until they prove me wrong. But Winsboro gets the win, and, and they keep it going 3-0. No, but that's not a slight on Hooks. I, you know, I, we've talked about this. I don't consider Hooks East Texas, so I don't – pay that close attention i know they're a good football team and all that but um i i think that when it's all said and done friday winsboro stays undefeated all right 
Game six, uh, Tyler High, Mesquite Horn. Um, you've got Tyler High coming off a 2-0 start. Um, you know, all the controversy with the coaches, staff, and all that. But Coach Woods has done a great job putting yeah. blinders on, and, they, and they've taken, taken care of business of the teams on their schedule. Now, were the wins impressive to me? I don't think so. I mean, and they overtime went over Marshall. Um, I think they – I didn't see the highlights, but I think it was a – kind of a lucky deal that they were able to get into overtime and got the win. Don't get me wrong. They got the win. And then they beat a Tyler legacy team. Do we know how good they are? We don't think maybe that they're all that great. They beat them by two touchdowns. Um, and then I look over at a mesquite horn team. That's kind of dominated the teams that have been in front of them on their schedule. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but I just, I'm not sure about Tyler high yet. I just don't know. And I'm going to go with the bigger school mesquite horn to, to beat Tyler high this week. Well, here's where I think Tyler High finds himself this week, in a spot to where, yeah, they beat Marshall and they beat Legacy. Good wins, especially for a program that has not had just a ton of good wins in the last few years. Um, but I don't think they've been challenged the same way that Horn's going to challenge them. Huge offensive lineman, Division One commit on the offensive line, Division One commit on the defensive line. And it's one thing to be able to run around and throw it and sling it all over the place and run by guys. But when you have to defend, you know, you have to protect your quarterback against a Division One guy, can you do it? When you have to get any kind of penetration against a two Division One linemen, can you do it? And I just – until they do it, I can't say they're going to. And I'm going to go with Horn, too. Uh, I hate to not go with these Texas team. Last week, I'm telling you, I, I love Coach Woods and what he's doing. Um, but I kind of catch myself in the spot where I'm trying to win this belt. Like, I'm <laughs> – uh, I'm, 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 I can almost smell the belt, and uh, I'm trying to get there. Yeah. And I think Horn is the pick. Yeah, I, I see my name on it, but <laughs> I, I think I think Horn uh, gets the win here in this one. So you're not doing the uh, the CM theory where you just take the East Texas team just because they're in East Texas. Well, you know I love CM and I appreciate his loyalty to these Texas schools, but when I scroll through the leaderboard, I see his <laughs> name down near the bottom. So I'm going to try to avoid the CM method. For <laughs> All right, let's go game seven. We've got uh, Sulphur Springs, Hallsville. This is another one of those those not flashy games, but a, a toss-up kind of game to me, Jeremy. Um, you see Hallsville. Um, talked a little bit about that. They, they went over Henderson last week, which Henderson got a win the first week. So we were like kind of a little high on your Henderson. Coach Baker done a good job, got them off to a one of those start. And then Hallsville comes in and beats them. Um, man, this is tough. Um, I don't really know. Um, uh, you know what what Terrell has? They got beat by Terrell week one. Maybe Terrell's got some athletes. Um, then you got Sulphur Springs that that squeaked by Jacksonville, um, and then lost to Mount Pleasant, which they're not. I, I consider Mount Pleasant a basketball school at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they're always been really good in basketball. I don't know about their football program at this at this point, but um, I'm gonna go with Hallsville just because I think that you know from what I've seen so far, I think they're have had a more challenging uh, schedule. Um, I just don't know how good Jacksonville is, and Sulphur Springs had trouble getting by them, with, not for a couple injuries that Jacksonville had. Jacksonville might have won that game. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Hallsville. You know, here's the thing about it is I, I, it is a toss-up, right? Like, I, I think that when you look at the schedules and you look at what they've done, it's kind of confusing. 
Hallsville losing to Terrell because Terrell's not a school that's been just super strong in the last couple of years. They're not, they're not the, they're not the the Carthages, the Gilmers that we're used to. Sulphur Springs plays Jacksonville, barely beats Jacksonville, which I, I've been on the record saying I just don't think Jacksonville is very good. Uh, but they had to come to Tomato Bowl, right? And that's a tough place to play. Um, you know, I I love when you look back at what Coach Faircloth at Sulphur Springs has done at PNG and now what he's doing there, they got a lot of young offensive talent. They got a lot of young offensive talent there at Sulphur Springs. And I'll go back to my theory. When it's a close game, pick the home team, right? So I'm going to go with Sulphur Springs. I, you know, I've actually been to a couple of games at Sulphur Springs as a fan, and it is actually a unique place to play. It's kind of tight quarters. The crowd's into it. They're all there. I'm going to go with the Wildcats in this one. But it is it is truly the one game on the schedule that I am like I could flip a coin and go the other way. Okay. All right. Uh game eight. Uh Pine Tree Kilgore. Kind of a little uh rivalry matchup there. Two teams that are pretty close to each other. Um, who'd have ever thought that we would be talking about this game could be close? Pine Tree's been impressive so far this year, Jeremy. Um, I know that Corey is really high on him. I don't know how much that, that says, but he's really, really <laughs> high on Pine Tree this week. Um, and wouldn't be surprised to see him go with Pine Tree, but I've been impressed with what Kilgore's done. They've, they've played Carthage and Gilmer in week one and week two, and they've, they're negative, what, negative three points? But they've yeah. won one of those games um, with a field goal at the end. I kind of got to watch some of that last week um, on replay. Um I'm, I just can't go against Kilgore. They've been impressive so far to me. Pine Tree, yeah, they beat Lindale by 20 points, but how good is Lindale? We don't know. I'm not yeah. really sure how good Lindale is. So I'm going to go with uh, Kilgore over Pine Tree. Well, I know there's there's been some people after me about my Kilgore opinions. I, I really I, – I, I can't go against Kilgore either. I, I just think they're too good. I, I think that what they're doing defensively – Think about the defensive battle they had last week with with Gilmer as opposed to what Gilmer had in week one with Chapel Hill, right? Like, what does that say about Kilgore on defense? And and I, as a defensive coach myself, I say this. If you want to win games, you want to be there in December, you better play good defense. And they obviously can do that. Um, I mean, they held Carthage to 30. You know, they they have a low-scoring – a lower-scoring game with, with, uh, with Gilmer last week. And I just – you know – I, I get the pine tree love. I was high on pine tree after week one. I thought, okay, maybe pine tree is doing some different and not maybe, I don't think that one week changes that or doesn't change that for me. But when you put them again, if, if we were talking pine tree and sulfur Springs or pine tree and Hallsville, I'd be picking pine tree, but they're playing Kilgore who I think is playing. You could argue as good or better than anybody is so far through two weeks. Um, and, and I think the Bulldogs get the win. All right. And game nine, a little rivalry game between Lindale and Van. And it's easy for me. Honestly, this pick's easy for me. I look at two teams that have both played Pine Tree on their schedule. One of the teams beat Pine Tree. The other one was blown out by Pine Tree. Uh, I got to see Van last week uh, in person against Chapel Hill. They've got some good talent on the field. Uh, they just didn't have the speed and athleticism to hang with Chapel Hill. But they do with Lindale. And I'm going to take Van over Lindale in in Lindale, which is going to be tough. But I'm going to take Van over Lindale in Lindale. Well, I hope it doesn't happen that way for the folks in Lindale. They'll be angry. You know, so here, here's the thing. I, I'm with you. 
when you look at the schedules, it's hard to kind of get a lot from it. Now, you mentioned the pine tree connection or whatever, but it's kind of like we're talking about in the very beginning of this. Man, like what what do you gather from the first couple of weeks? What do you gather from week one versus week two, and how does it play out? Um, I'm going to go with Lindell at home. I really like Coach Cochran. I really like the things he does. There. I really like what they've built over the last few years. Um, and, and arguably, they may have the best player on the field with Poe, right? Even though he's a lineman, I, you know. So, um, at home. He can't run the ball, Jeremy. Well, he can't. <laughs> but you can't get to the guy that's holding the ball if he's doing his job right. So, um, I, anyway, I, I think Lindell at home in a rivalry game, you kind of throw the records out and throw the pine tree thing out. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Coach Cochran will find a way to get it done. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, Flindell's they got off to a start a good start in week one and beat Kaufman. Mm-hmm. But Kaufman I don't think is as good as they have been because they're they off to a 0-2 start. So that's kind of why I'm like, okay, so they beat Kaufman. Is that really impressive now that, that they're 0-2 and then they come in and let Pine Tree? And, you know, normally you would think Lindell Pine Tree, oh, Lindell's going to just – now is, but, that a, is that Lindell not being as good or is that just Pine Tree being better? It's hard to say. <laughs> I think it's, we kind of hit on that a minute ago. I think Pine Tree is better. I think Pine Tree is a lot better. Um, and I think after week one, we when when we saw that Pine Tree score, we were kind of like, okay, Pine Tree might be all right. And um, so I, I think, but then you look at okay, now Van beats Pine Tree, right? <laughs> like that that makes you maybe change things. But but I I don't know. I want to see it play out. Van may go in there and just take care of business and it won't be an issue. But at this point, I've had Lindell higher than Van all all season so far for me. I'm going to continue that at home and give him the win. Okay. All right. And game 10. Uh, this is going to be a crosstown private school rivalry game. I'll be there uh, calling the game. It'll be uh, Brook Hill and Grace. Um, Coach, uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, Man. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm going to pick us to win the game. I, I, don't, I don't think uh, I could go any other way and keep a job tomorrow. Um, you know, here's the thing about any kind of rivalry game. Um, really, over the last – since I've been involved in it, the last eight years, there have been a couple of blowouts. Um, they got us one time pretty good, and we got them two years ago pretty good at home. Um, but, man, last year's game – we were up 14 to nothing at halftime. Got a couple of big turnovers in the first half. We turned the ball over a couple times in the second half, and they they get us on a couple of plays that we we blew defensively, and they win the game. Um, I think that this is truly, you know, we have a coach on our staff, and and uh, uh, I guess to pull the curtain back, we're we're recording this on on Monday. So we had practice today already. And we have a coach on our staff that played at Navy in the eighties. And uh, of course our head coach, Scott Rowell is, was in the army. So they have the army Navy rivalry always. They kind of go back and forth with each other. But one of the things that they talked about in practice day with our kids was when you have a game like that, that is so heated and such a rivalry game, it truly doesn't matter what you've done the weeks before. It doesn't matter what you're going to do the weeks after it is 100% about for 48 minutes, can you not make as many mistakes as the other guy? Can you put the other guy in a situation to – to, or, or can you put yourself in a situation to be successful with the other guy for that long? And, and forget the rest of it. Um, and, and I think 
listen, Grace is a quality football team. I mean, when I see him on film, I see, you know, a quarterback that's a young quarterback, he's a sophomore, but he can sling it around. He knows what he's doing. I see, you know, they, they've got Grant Turner at tailback, who's been a solid player for Grace for a long time now. Um, it, since he's been in high school, I think he's been out. I feel like he's been there for seven years, but Grant's <laughs> been a great player. Uh, good talent on the, on the outside at receiver. Defensively, they do some things different than we get from a lot of schools. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great quality matchup. It, it's truly – listen, I've been wrong before. It may go one way or the other for either team. I don't know. But I, I really feel like this has the makings of a one-score game. Who can make the biggest play? Who can force somebody to make a mistake? Who can take the ball away from somebody else and and just change things up? And I'll be honest, they have done a good job over the last few years of of adding a changeup in that has hurt us. We we have kind of whiffed on a couple of trick plays or gadget plays or whatever. And uh, you know, we just we're trying to stay focused on what we're doing. We're trying to stay focused on reading keys and doing things right. Uh, but I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really quality game. And I think people who are there will be happy when they leave. I mean, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. But I think both teams will represent themselves well. Well, this one's tough. Um, I look at Grace and I see 60-plus points week one and week two. Uh, I know you guys put up a pretty good amount of points last week. Watching it on film, uh, your offense didn't have to score as many. Your your defense and special teams chipped in. So that's always a bonus. Um, for me, I, I look at the, the offensive pr- output by Grace in week one and week two, and I'm like, Coach Hubbard, you got your hands full, um, slowing those guys down. Yeah, no, it's it's a challenge, and and, and I'll tell you that um, the the one advantage I feel like we have in terms of the schedule, and I'm not trying to change your decision. I, you know, for all, just to be honest, we're fine if everybody picks Grace. We don't care, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I'll say this: that we feel like the two teams that we've played are both better than the two teams they've played. Right. And so even Life Oak Cliff last week for us, they had a ton of athletes. They were they were bigger than us. They were probably faster than us in some ways. Um, But but so, yeah, but we talked about the time, like 60 points, 70 points. That's hard to do no matter who you're playing. Right. So, like I said, that's that's not a knock on grace. They when you turn on the film and watch them, you're like, okay, they they are a problem for us. But I do feel like the strength of our team right now is the defense. You know, we were up 13 nothing last week before the offense ever touched the field. You know, we get a a fumble recovery touchdown on special teams, and we get a pick six on defense. We got another pick six later in the game. And I think that's that's truly the chess that's truly the chess match of the night is how does their offense handle our defense? What adjustments can we make versus what adjustments can they make? Um, I've been told, you know, Coach Nick Harrison's on our staff, and now I coach the defensive lineman there at Brook Hill, obviously. And I basically was told that if if we don't stop them from the football, I should be fired. So we'll see what happens if <laughs> if, uh, if they run the football against us. I guess I'll be a full time media next week. I don't know, but uh, no. I, but but you're right. I, when you look at what they've done on paper, and then we turn the film on, you watch them. It's like okay, that's impressive. They are they are very impressive. I have no no knock against them. And, and quite honestly, I, you know, I'm picking us because I am us. But at the same time, like if you look at what's on paper. We got blown out in week one. They blew some out in week one. You know, who who should you pick in that game? But I think all that stuff kind of goes away when the when the lights come on. And like I talked about somebody last week, in a rivalry game, you got to make it through the first half. You really got to just let the nerves go away, let the adrenaline go away, and get to halftime and see what happens in the second half. Well, I'm going to pick Grace. Uh, I'm going to use this as bulletin board material for the guys. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, um, But I will be there, and I will not be sad 
if Brook Hill ends. But again, like you said earlier, I'm trying to win the championship and I'm going to go with who I think is going to win. So, but again, it won't be a sad one. Like last week, uh, I would have been okay with Art beating Garrison. I would have been fine with that. It's one of our teams, you know, but, you know, I just thought they were going to win and, and, I was right, so it's a win-win. So if I if I lose this game, then it's a win because Brook Hill got the win over Grace, and uh, I'll be there to see it. And if not, then I take a win over Jeremy in the pick'em. Yeah, and and truthfully, it's a game that that can catapult either team. Right. Like truthfully, it is it is truthfully one of those games that if we find a way to win the game, the next I mean we get White Oak next week, and then we get Atlanta, and that'll be a whole another whole another set of worries. Um, <laughs> But, but I think it sets up either team well. And even if you play well, I mean, the bad part about a rivalry game is if you even if you play well and lose, it just sticks with you. I mean, listen, I've had almost 365 days to think about the loss last year and the fact that we should have won the game. We, we should have won the game, and we found a way to lose it, and that's unfortunate. But it doesn't go away. And, uh, no, I think it's – And this, it, this game might even mean more next year. Well, it will. We'll be back in the same district next year. I mean, it, it – it could potentially be for a district championship next year, and I, I'm looking forward to that also. But uh, I think that, you know, I, I think it's the be- – to me, it's the best game on the schedule, not just because I'm involved in it, but I think it is in terms of the rivalry and what it means to both schools. I, you can't beat it. Well, it is our game 10, so uh, I guess that is our, our, our uh, game of the week there. Yep, absolutely. So uh, just kind of give some uh, overview of where we'll be. I will be calling the game with Vincent Johnson in uh, – in Brook Hill this week. Uh, Keith and Mike D will be traveling to Greenville to cover the Chapel Hill-Greenville game. Uh, our center guys will also uh, be in Louisiana. I think it's DeSoto, Louisiana, yeah. um, to cover that one. So that'll be interesting. So if you don't want to travel all the way to Louisiana, just tune in to NetSN. Um, also, tonight, as you're listening to this on Wednesday morning, um, we will have our weekly wrap-up show, um, and we'll talk about last week's games and Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, Jeremy, you can join us this week, and and so you can talk about how good your picks were last week. You know, I'm going to have to come rub it in. Uh, I, I should be there Wednesday night. I, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in, and listening to the Beast from the East show for Brett Swinney and Jeremy Hubbard. We'll catch you next time right here on the Northeast Texas Sports Network. Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea.